Well, we sang this song last because uh, it puts together, kind of compares, there's two sides of prayer. And uh, unfortunately, probably many of us don't really know the difference. And so probably our prayers may not really reach the goal. Well, we come to a, a wonderful picture. If um, I don't know if you've had time to read through Genesis 18, but we went through, you might say, part of it last week. Uh, how, how many, let's see, how many were, were at the scale-down lift? I think there's probably not too many of us. So that means the rest of you didn't actually get uh, the, the first part. So I've got, for those of you who didn't, I have the outline from last week uh, because... No, no, the, the one on intercession is for this week. Oh, okay. But the one on intimate fellowship... Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. Anyone who didn't get one from last week... I made it separately. I don't want to get people overloaded. But, um, okay, so what happened last week? How many of you got to make it to Atlanta? It was good. Oh, wow. See, so, that, so we, we, we thought we would have so many in Atlanta that it probably we just wouldn't do lift last week. But it ended up that we still had a good number that came. So we had, what, six or, six or eight or something like that. It was, it was actually really good. So what we did is we took this wonderful chapter, Genesis 18, which has to do with living in fellowship with God. It's portrayed by the life of Abraham. Uh, and we split it into two weeks. Okay, so last week we took the first part. And that was, had to do with the intimate fellowship. The, the God of the universe paid Abraham a visit at his tent door. Now how he did that, come in the flesh, along with a couple of angels, don't ask me. Because Jesus Christ hadn't even been incarnated yet, but somehow the God of the universe just came up and just, you know, walked by and, and, he, and, and Abraham invited him for dinner. I mean, this is pretty exceptional. And, uh, but, you know, we're not going to try to explain the things that are unexplainable, but we will say that it's a picture for us that God wants us to enjoy being with him. And I tell you the truth, every morning, I hope every one of you has time to enjoy God because he wants us to gain him. And it's like, you know what Abraham did is he had a feast. He, he, they must have spent a good amount of time because uh, he, he called his servants and said, go get a, a calf and, and go slaughter it and cook it. I mean, that, that's going to take a little while to make dinner when you're, you're cooking from scratch. This is not a microwave dinner. So, uh, so they had a good amount of time at the tent door, you know, just there. Abraham is under these... These oaks of Mamre. By the way, uh, just so you know, that, that there's a place that Abraham lived. We see this from last week. It's called Hebron. And this son is, it talks about the oaks of Mamre. You know, it's, I mean, th this is kind of an arid population. So they're <clears throat> pitching their tent, I guess, under these oak trees, but in a place called Hebron. And Hebron means fellowship or friendship. And so um, actually Abraham, later Isaac and Jacob, all or the forebears, you know, uh, the, the, the people of faith, people in the line of faith, uh, they lived in this place called Hebron. And it's this place where God came to pay Abraham a visit. Okay, so just to give you just a little background. You know why I say this is because how many of you have to take classes that have a prerequisite? Okay, right. So you're, you're not going to take advanced accounting if you haven't had basic. You know, if you don't know what a debit and a credit is, you're not going to do corporate consolidations or something like that. It just, it, it wouldn't work. Or if you're supposed to be doing something that has to do with organic chemistry, 
if you don't even know what atoms and molecules are and, you know, and, and the periodic table, well, you're going to have big trouble. So you need to take care of the prerequisites, right? Well, the prerequisite here is we can't work together with God and intercede with God for his move on the earth if we don't know him and have fellowship with him. So the prerequisite, you might say, and normally speaking, it's in the first part. The first 20 verses or so of Genesis 18 are on fellowship. Then the last 10 or so are on this very profound thing, this intercession that, that Abraham did related to God's purpose. We're going to get into that. So just, this is just a, like a little quick little background. And so besides him living in Hebron, the place uh, where God would communicate and fellowship with man, uh, we just need to see that we need to learn to live in fellowship with God. And regardless of whether you feel like I need anything, you know, or not, we need to spend time with the Lord. And so um, to, the prayer of fellowship is this kind of fellowship that Abraham and God enjoyed. It was a, a kind of an eating and drinking uh, together. You know, we need to eat and feast on the Lord, right? And uh, one statement I liked from last week was, in this prayer we experience God's appearing, enjoy his presence, eat and drink with him, rest with him. Some of these songs talks about resting with the Lord, right? Just enter into his rest and experience his life to bring forth Christ in us. So the birth of Isaac, which was, he talked about, had to do with really gaining a God. Abraham was unable to have children. His wife was barren. He was beyond, you know, his old man. But yet God was not going to go with any gimmicks. He was going to have Abraham and Sarah have a child. And if you read uh, Matthew chapter 1 about the genealogy of Christ, it was Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob and his brothers, and so on. And so this was really for the bringing forth of Christ. And, and we'll see later on, even the, the intercession was for that too. So in any case, we need to have this kind of prayer. And then there was ten marvelous items of points, of practical points on fellowship. If you didn't get it, I don't have time to go over it, but I hope you'd take a look at those items. And they're not something so profound. It's like being genuine with the Lord. There's no need for pretense. You don't need to pray any special recited prayers. Just tell the Lord what you need. Lord, I'm hungry. You know, there's a there's blind, named, blind man named Bartimaeus. And the Lord said, you know, what do you want? He didn't say, well, you know, I've been blind for 38 years and, uh, you know, I have never been able to find an ophthalmologist that could fix my problem and this and that. He said, he says, what do you want? He says, that I may receive my sight. I can take care of that. Boom. Yeah. He, he was able to meet that. So we need to be to the point with the Lord. You know, if you say, Lord, I feel bummed out. That's okay. Be honest with the Lord. Lord, make me happy. You know, be my joy or whatever it is. Okay. Anyway, I'll leave those 10 points to you. They're wonderful. But for tonight, based on those 20-something verses, we need to come to a purpose. So God doesn't do things without purpose. Okay, even his coming to Abraham wasn't just to have a good time. You know, he did. They had a, I'm sure they had a wonderful time. But he was looking for someone who would cooperate with him. So let's come to this, this uh, outline for tonight. It's a glorious intercession. And so the first verse, why don't we read that? Genesis 18, 17. What does it say at the top there? And Jehovah said, <clears throat> Okay, um, how about ladies, uh, 18, 20? Let's just rotate. The men and women. Women, yeah, go ahead. 
and their sin, how very heavy it is. Right. I shall go down and see what they have done altogether according to its outcry, which has come to me, and if not, I will know. Mm-hmm. Ladies, the sisters. Right. Abraham came near and said, Will you indeed destroy the righteous with the wicked? Far be it from you to do such a thing. Put to death the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be at the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall the judge of all the earth not do justly? Can you imagine talking to God this way? And saying to him, God, shall the judge of the whole earth not do justly? I mean, you're holding him to his righteousness. So you have to see, this is a different kind of prayer. This isn't like, Lord Jesus, I'm hungry, give me, feed me. This is like, Lord, you have a, a purpose on the, this earth, and something needs to be done here. And, you know, I mean, and anyway, it's, it's a whole nother kind of prayer. Okay, we call this the prayer of intercession. We'll come back to some of these other verses. But let's read Roman numeral one together. What does it say? Right. So in Genesis 18, we, we, don't, we, uh, have, uh, we not only have a story of intercession, but a clear revelation, also the basic principles of intercession. And we're going to get into these, these following about seven points. Intercession is a great thing in the Bible. Without it, God's economy or God's plan cannot be accomplished. So here there's two verses I'll mention. Romans 8.34 and Hebrews 7.25 point out that Christ is an intercessor. You know, we, most believers appreciate that the Lord died on the cross for our sins. But do you realize that Christ is even more active today? I mean, he, he accomplished the work of redemption, but now he's, uh, he's 24-7 doing something marvelous. It says, talks about, uh, how about, uh, sisters, uh, Romans 8.34, what does it say? And guys, uh, Hebrews 7.25. And then also he is able to save to the uttermost mm. those who come forward to God through him, since he does always to intercede for them. So th this is the Lord, what the Lord is doing, but the Lord needs some cooperation. Okay, so uh, the picture of this we see in Genesis 18 is God came, had this marvelous time, and then he made as if he was going to head off, and uh, Abraham walked with him. He went, he didn't just say goodbye, come back soon, you know, like to see you again sometime. He, he just lingered. He just spent the time. And then as they were, they went away a distance, he just had this kind of a cry. Oh, the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah has gone, is, is so great. And he opened this up, his heart, related to uh, this situation. But, I have to realize, Actually, both God and Abraham knew there was something that was unspoken. There was a person there by the name of Lot. It was Abraham's, I think it was his nephew, nephew, and his wife and his children. They were in that city. And God was prepared to destroy that. But he didn't want to uh, destroy 
Lot. And Abraham, of course, knew the same, and he didn't want God. So there was this kind of a, first God said something that's in his heart. This was a disturbing, very disturbing to him. And so um, let's, let's look at these points, the principles. We'll go through them quickly. How about, since this matter is so important, we need to consider the basic principles of intercession. How about guys? Hey. Okay, so we want to pick up this point. We need to be intimate with God to the point that, it, like he says here, Jehovah said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? If we're indifferent and we're really not close to the Lord, he doesn't have, no one's going to, we're not even going to be interested in what interests him. Okay, but because he had had a, this friendship, this kind of fellowship with Abraham. He wanted to open his heart to him. So the first principle is, it's according to God's revelation. We need to spend enough time with the Lord that what is in his heart gets into our heart. It can be through the Bible. It can be through the speaking we hear in different ways. Uh, messages that are given like this one or whatever. In any case, according to God's revelation, remember that. Okay, then, um, how about... Uh, B, uh, the sisters. Okay, there's a place. Oh, you go ahead. Right. So Lot, uh, there's a place where it talks about righteous Lot. So <clears throat> Lot was one of God's people. And in fact, we'll see, the, the concern for Lot was actually through his descendant Ruth, who married a leading person among God's people named Boaz, there's the line of David, which was the line Christ is the seed of, of the seed of David. So if Lot would have been destroyed there had been a missing person in the genealogy of Christ, right? So God couldn't, didn't want that. Of course, Abraham was concerned for Lot. So uh, they both, were, there was this interactions going, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? They, they, they both knew we're talking about Lot. Now, eventually what happened, Lot got saved. Uh, but that came in another way. I have to read the chapter. Okay, uh, how about guys? See. Right. So I hope that, you know, this, you may say, well, this is beyond me. I'm not to that ex level of experience yet. But, you know, it's good to see something beyond your experience, something to, to, to pursue. We should all have this view. I want to be one who prays something that's according to the heart of God. That's a great thing. I'll give you another example. There's this lady named Hannah, and her, she brought forth a son named Samuel. And seemingly Hannah had a problem because... She couldn't bear children. And she was really bothered about this. But God, God had a greater need. He needed a person who would intervene because the situation among God's people was very degraded. Uh, I don't need to get into it, all that. 
So, but God used Hannah. She prayed and asked for a son. He says, if you give me a son, I'll lend him to you for his entire life. This became Samuel, the one who changed the age from the degraded priesthood to bring forth the kings. Like, you know, anyway. So she cooperated with the Lord. So, but she, he needed somebody who would echo what was in his heart, right? So this is the, the thing that we need to uh, pick up. Okay, uh, how about the ladies? Uh, seven. Abraham's challenge. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'd say for this, brothers and sisters, we need to really enter into the Word of God because the authority we have is not begging the Lord to do something. It's actually, we know what is in, in God's heart and we know what God has spoken. And, and then we hold God to his word. If you don't do what you said, you are not righteous, right? This is how uh, Abraham could be with God, you know, to speak this way. So we need to learn the promises of God. We need to learn the word of God. For example, uh, maybe we would, would say, uh, the Bible says God desires all men to be saved and to come to the full knowledge of the truth. Maybe there's uh, a classmate you have, Colton, who's, who's unsaved. And, and you are really bothered about this person. You know, he just seems so pathetic, right? Pitiful. And so you begin to say, God, does not your word say you desire all men to be saved? Even this pitiful person who's annoying me, you know what I mean? Right? In the dorms or something like that. So on the one hand, you may be bothered like Hannah was about it, your own situation. You know, he gets drunk and, and, and keeps you awake at night, you know, or whatever he's doing. But on the other hand, the Lord would say, don't be mad, just mad at him. He's that way because he's void of God. So why don't you pray for him? So rather than just complaining to the RA, uh, you know, about how terrible he is, you know, which <laughs> if things get bad enough, I guess you may have to. You know, he's keeping me awake all night. But how about better yet, you just say, Lord, this person is desperately in need of you. Lord, would you lead, you know, anyway, you can see my point. This is the kind of intercession. But we need to find out God's promises and hold God to his word. Uh, okay, I guess that'd be guys. Uh, a, a, E. Abraham's intercession echoed the desire of God's heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I like this word echo. You know, in this, uh, this song we sang, I really like this. It says, make us those who are one with you in prayer, echoing the things for which you care. You know, have you ever, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but faith is an echo. God says something in his word, and when we speak it back, God hears the echo, you might say the echo of his word and says, that's faith. God says, you know, I, I, love, I love you. And then the sinner, a sinner says, oh God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me so much you died for me. He says, wow. This man goes, home, goes back to his home justified. You know, he didn't say how righteous I am. I do this and I do that. God says, forget, 
<laughs> There's stories like that in the Bible. I'm not going to tell you, but get into that. But the point is, when we, we agree with the Lord according to his word, and we speak back to God what he spoke to us, this echo is, uh, is something that God uh, responds to. Okay, so Abraham's intercession echoed the desire of God's heart concerning Lot. This is awesome. Okay, uh, I guess it would be uh, ladies. Now, many of you might have prayed, I'm sure you know, they talk about the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. You know, people know that. They even recite it. But have you considered what that prayer says? Okay, you know, people may, they recite it, you know, they just memorize it. You know, our Father which art in heaven, how, you know, that, that sort of thing. But it says what? Your kingdom come, your will be done. So proper intercession is to carry out God's will. If it's just us begging God to do what we want him to do, you know, then th that may not be something he really has any intention to answer. But uh, this was something that was in God's heart. It was according to God's will. And so proper intercession always paves the way. I like to say this word paves the way. You know, we can say God is almighty. He's all powerful. And that's true. You know, there's some big trains that, that go down here. They're very powerful. But guess what? If, if some of those tracks get knocked out, that train's not going to go very far, right? So we have to realize our prayers can be like the train tracks that the biggest locomotive can go, go on. They can have, you know, 100 cars. They're carrying all this cargo. But if they don't have any tracks, then, you know, so God may have a, a ton of things that he, he has in his heart that he wants to do. But if no one paves the way for him, lays the tracks. So just, just consider that, Gabe. When, when, you, when you pray, your prayer can be very powerful. God wants to do something, but maybe it's in your sphere. I don't even know the people you know. Maybe it's a family member. You know, Colton, maybe there's somebody in your family that you realize really needs something related to the Lord, right? But if we don't pray, what, what will God do? He, he just responds to our prayer. Okay, um, I guess, G, that, that'd be, guys? Genesis 18 does not end with Abraham speaking. It ends with God speaking. Mm -hmm. Verse 33 says, And the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking to Abraham. Right. So it seems like it was Abraham's conversation with God. He was appealing to God. But then it says that the, the Jehovah left when it finished speaking with him. Okay, so it's actually, seemingly, it was Abraham speaking. But actually, the real prayer is God speaking in our speaking. So this is a really a great matter. That, uh, so the prayer doesn't just end when we say, okay, my time's up, goodbye. You know, it's more like, Lord, the Lord's speaking. Lord, are you done? Have you, have you released all this in your heart? So let, let's just hit this last summary point. Uh, this covers both weeks. We have, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six wonderful points. First, what? God has a will. God's will. Second, what? The fellowship. That's what we saw last week. Then came in what? 
revelation. Then the, the, fifth, the fourth thing is what? There's a burden. God's burden in prayer. The fifth thing is what? Intercession. Then the last thing is what? Accomplishment. So we need to just sow this in your heart. If you feel like this is foreign to me, I, I'm not there yet, don't worry about it. But I, there's a lot of things that I heard when I was 17 or 18 years old that affect me to this day. Okay, so put it, just sow it into your heart. You say, I don't know how to pray, pray the prayer of intercession. But actually, you know what? We may be a corporate intercessor. How about Colton and Gabe? You guys know somebody and you really, you tell him that, that, that you know, somebody needs the Lord, right? And so you guys, maybe you get bent over here and the two or three of you, you pray. Maybe you pray together. Lord, what about my friend? What about this guy? He really needs God. Okay, so together you, inter, you intercede, right? So don't think this is beyond you, okay? So as you enjoy the Lord, you uh, spend time together with the Lord in the Word, the Lord would impart to you, would reveal something that, you know, say, you know one of you might say, Ben may say to, to Colton, says, well, have you ever thought we should pray for him? You know, because maybe he's telling him how bad the situation is, right? But then you, you have this thought, thought, we should pray. So now you've got this burden, of the Lord for a person who needs God. And so then what do you do? Then you intercede. And then according to that intercession, God has a way to work something out.